Hi, and welcome to the Risen Phoenix WBFF Pro. I am your special guest host, Gabor Ramirez, and I'm excited to be joined today by Martha Ramirez, host of this podcast, a mom, spin instructor, marathon runner, uh, where she is improving her health and at the same time trying to achieve her fitness goals. Martha, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in fitness? So I'm a mom of four. I'm also a wife. Spin instructor. I work full time. I'm a spin instructor part time, um, and I have a crazy life. <laughs> so I'm always busy. On top of that. So um, with that crazy life, you know, you work full time. You said, what do you do full time? I work for a company. I am a specialist cake decorator. And you and you've been doing that for how long? Nine years. And you enjoy that. I do enjoy it, but they took a lot of my creativity away. So I also do it as a, a small business of mine as well. So being a cake specialist decorator, it's kind of crazy that you're into fitness with all those sweets around you. <laughs> How do you do it? I don't eat cake. <laughs> you don't ever eat cake? <laughs> you enjoy chocolate cake? I mean, I'll taste it and see if it tastes right. But, I mean, I don't eat cake. I mean, if you give me pie and ice cream, that's a whole different level. <laughs> What's your favorite pie? Apple pie. Apple pie. Why is that? It's just really good. You apple. Put, put an ice cream on it? I like to heat the apple pie with ice cream, but I can't have it. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Why can you not have because apple pie I'm today? Because I'm training. And what are you training for? I am training for my competition that I have coming up next year that I'm planning to do. I'm going to be competing as a pro athlete. And um, and what sport would that be? The WBFF. Which is? Fitness, bikini fitness. Is it world? Bodybuilding. What does the WBFF stand for? Like, What's the? Is it? World. What, what do you mean? WBFF. Oh, the, the thing. Oh, sorry. You're confusing me. <laughs> and world fitness, beauty, fashion. World beauty, fashion, and fitness. Yes. <laughs> You're making me nervous. I'm making you nervous. Why are you? About, you. This is literally take two. But we're doing. You know, you shouldn't be nervous. You should be good. I'm your husband. We got this. Okay. All right. So, going back, um, this is not. You're not new to the fitness world. Um, we're. This is 2022. And um, you've been doing fitness since you were in middle school and then through high school. And then there was a break. And then you essentially um, went uh, into becoming a uh, triathlete, marathoner, and then essentially to where you are now as a bodybuilder um, in the bikini division. Um, yes, and I, I want to correct it correctly. It's. World beauty, fitness, and fashion. Okay. I don't want anybody schooling me for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're nervous. It's our first It's our first podcast, so bear with us. But we're going to get through this, and we're going to get better at this. And uh, she's excited. I'm excited. So, like I said, you started fitness back, in, um, back when you were in middle school. And what were you doing then at that time? So, in middle school, I did uh, cross-country and track. So I did a lot of the cross-country 7th and 8th grade. Um, when I got into high school, I didn't do any of that. Um, I didn't participate in any sports. Um, I grew up in a rough household, so um, I had to work. So I was working at the age of 13, 
Um, that's a whole nother story we'll talk about. So I didn't get to do any sports in middle high school just because I had to help my mother support my brothers and pay bills. So um, fast forward, um, when I let's see here, when I had my daughter in 2006, I started running again, and uh, I live like two blocks from the stadium, and I would go run do my running. So running has always been my escape. So with that, you know, with running, a lot of it was distance running and endurance running, which naturally, essentially, years down the road. And we're going to jump, we're going to jump, you know, through the timeline, you know, not as, you know, quickly as possible. But there are other side stories to her fitness journey that we could get into. Uh, But we can get into that at later episodes, because we want to at least know who you are and how you got into the fitness world on this episode, on this first episode. Um, so with the running, that essentially, the endurance, essentially got you into your next uh, sport, which was becoming a triathlon or triathlete. I yeah, mean. so um, back in 2000, I want to say... 2015, 16? Well, Noah was born in 2016. I want to say 2000. Um, I want to say 2015. I was training for my first triathlon. Um, so um, ori- originally, I was at the gym working out, doing my running, continued doing my running, and I met somebody there at the gym. I was in the pool trying to learn how to swim, and she was giving me some pointers, and she invited me to spin class. Went to two spin class, fell in love with it. That same week, I bought a bike and started riding my road bike and then started training for a triathlon and didn't do it because I got pregnant and um, after the birth of my son. So 2016 is when um, I started training. I needed a goal to helped me lose the baby weight, but it was also the mental challenging part that I wanted to get past, like challenge my body, swim, bike, run, swim, bike, run. It was really hard. So, um, but yeah, I did my, my first triathlon. So. And your, your road bike, you, you know, that's some of the equipment that you use for that particular sport, um, along with your wetsuit and, um, your, your running attire, um, is it just a regular bike that you get? Um, no, I got a road bike. You, I mean, you can do other bikes, but um, for long distance, you want a road bike. It's those ones with the small little tires. <laughs> so. Was there any particular, like, color that you went for? I got purple. Purple was my favorite color, and I went for the cheapest one that I could find because road bikes are really expensive, and I didn't realize how expensive they were when I first bought my first road bike. So my first road bike was eight hundred dollars, <laughs> and um, and then I had to do the add-ons to it. I had to buy the the my shoes, the clip-ons, speedometer on my my bike, all my lights yeah. for safety, my helmet. It 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 all adds up. So that was just the bike alone. That's not the extra accessories. Yeah, and like with with any sport, there are hidden costs. Yeah, and that's some of the hidden costs. But if you want to do well in your sport and you want to compete at the next level, you know, sometimes you have to financially be able to be ready to, to spend that money. So 
Um, you train for your, your triathlon for, you know, however long, months, and then you compete. Uh, you competed at a, uh, a local event here in our hometown. Uh, they started putting on a triathlon yearly um, where multiple athletes from around the state and around the country, um, most, I don't know if anybody from outside the continental United States has competed in it yet. I don't track it as closely as I did before. But um, you competed in that. Um, yeah, so my first triathlon, on, I wanted to be in my hometown. And uh, how'd that go for you? So, um, well, I just want to backtrack a little bit. So, um, when I was training, um, it was really, really hard, especially the river. Um, I do not like swimming in the river. I have, like, the most anxiety, the worst anxiety. It's so much different than swimming in a pool. Um, in a pool, you can it's a, it feels lighter in a river. You can feel the the current, the weight. It, to me, the river feels heavier, um, and then it's dark and murky, so you can't see anything. So that was something that I had to overcome. So, um, but back to your question, how I did. So um, you know, uh, at the beginning, I was having a lot of anxiety. Did the river swim? I was kind of scared that someone's gonna hit me in the head or kick me in the face or something like that. <laughs> and then got out, got on my bike, and um, I did really well on my bike. Right? It um, it was fourteen miles, if I remember correctly, fourteen, fifteen miles, maybe sixteen. Can't remember. It's been so long. And um, that was my fastest speed. I didn't feel tired. And then I did my run. And then I placed top 12 in my age group. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, so essentially, when you competed in your first triathlon, you you essentially did that for, for you had a goal in mind. Yeah, you wanted to lose, like you said, the baby weight. Yeah. Um, and then you wanted to compete locally. Essentially, that's what got your fitness journey started. Even though you started prior, it really didn't pick up until after that. Right. So prior, it was always running, running. It was my escape from, you know, my childhood trauma, anything I was going through. Um, it was my escape from home, you know, everything that I was doing to cope. Um, but after doing the triath, my first triathlon, it was a whole nother level. Um, just because I realized that I can push my body further. It was the discipline it was the endurance. It's, uh, it's like, you know, you, you could be biking and then you go running and your legs are tired and you tell your legs to shut up and keep going. And then it gets to the point where your legs are numb and you don't feel anything. You just keep going. So it's just, it's different feeling. It's a different feeling each sport that I did. And even the biking, um, when I'm biking, it's, your own your, your own bubble space with nature uh, you feel the wind you hear the birds you see the deers it's just different and then swimming uh that's something else <laughs> the swimming's always challenging and so during that time um and i know some i know some of these events because i'm your husband and your guest host for your podcast so you know it helps me um, come up with some of this, you know, the timeline. Um, you were training for a half Ironman at that time. 
Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so after the, sorry, I got a little sidetracked. After the um, triathlon race, I wanted to do a half Ironman. That was my next bucket list. So I have a bucket list. I have a list that I, I want to accomplish in my lifetime. Before I die, guys, I have a list. Um, so I was training for a half Ironman. It was my next list. So here I go. I started doing, I started increasing my, my swims. I started doing more laps in the pool, trying to get comfortable in the river. Um, and I never swam alone in the river. We had groups. So Wednesdays and Thursday afternoon, people would be out there, and I would try to stay very close to the people swimming so it actually helped me get faster in my swimming just because I was forced to stay closer to them because I was so scared to be alone I'm afraid something's gonna snatch me pull me down or a fish is gonna bite me so yeah yeah anytime I'm in the river I still have anxiety um where was going (laughs) so um (laughs) I lost my side drag so Oh, so, the half Ironman. The half Ironman. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I increased my swimming, and then I started increasing my bike ride because, I mean, it was before I was doing, like, 20 miles. Um, but then doing the half Ironman, I brought it up to 60 miles, and then my half marathon. So, instead of running, like, six miles, I brought it up to 14, 15 miles. So, I would run every day, and then once a week, I would do, like, a 16-mile run. And it was just to make my body used to those long endurance run. So it was very, very challenging just pushing my body that far. But the good side was you get to eat all the food that you want. Yeah. So when you competed in your first, you know, we'll go back a little bit. You competed in your first triathlon. You were, you know, you didn't have a trainer, but you trained with some of the the individuals in the group in the local area that help you train and prepare for your first triathlon. And then... You know, jump forward to your half Ironman. Um, were you doing the coaching with the same group? Were you coaching yourself, or were you with a? Uh, so I, so I, okay. So basically, the triathlon, I had somebody help me with the swim, which I would get pointers, and then I would be on my own. Just they would give me pointers, and I'd be on my own. Um, it's kind of hard to coordinate swim time or run time with these group of people. Uh, just because everybody has their own life and family and schedules. But I always try to make it to the river swims. Um, for the half Ironman, when I was training for that, I was on my own. Um, but I did hire a coach, and he was helping me through my weightlifting. So I, I had hired Mac Fitness, and he helped me with the weight training. And he knew I was doing the endurance training for the half Ironman. So he just made sure that I was eating enough calories. I think at one point I was eating like 4,000 calories um, just to get me through my runs and bikes and swim. Um, But, you know, um, one month out from competing in my half Ironman, I trained eight months for it. And I didn't do it. (laughs) Not that I didn't want to. Um, I ended up having like a really bad infection on, um, in my mouth, um, in my gum. So I had to have surgery with the oral surgeon and it put me out of commission. And I think everything happens for a reason because the day of the competition, um, the half Ironman got canceled because of thunderstorm and bad weather. So nobody got to compete that day or the next day. So it was kind of like it was never meant to happen, even though I spent eight, nine months training for it. So 
which in my heart, I feel like I'm an Ironman regardless, half Ironman regardless, because I, I trained like one. I swam like one. I biked like one, ran like one. I did bricks. I, I put it all together. So even though I didn't compete, I trained like one for eight months. But you all, if I remember correctly, you were also competing in half marathons during that time. Right. So, yeah. So I did a lot of half marathons during those eight months. And the reason I signed up for so many half marathons is because I was in that competitive mode, that competition mode where I wanted to get faster in my half marathon races and my time. And they were each race I was doing, my time was dropping. And it's just because I was like, get faster, push harder, get faster, push harder. And competing with other people, you, you want to get better. So I used it as a tool to improve. And then, um, so you didn't get to compete in the half Ironman. Um, did your fitness journey at that point go into a standstill? Did it get put on? So I, right. So I, I took a break with my coach, um, because I was still healing from the surgery and, um, it put me in a, a small depression cause I was really upset about it. And, um, once I was ready to get back on board, I hired my new coach, Yvette, um, for my bikini competition. Cause that was my next goal was to, to compete as my next goal was to do bodybuilding bikini competition was my next goal. So that I find that that fascinating. You go from Endurance. being a triathlete training for a half, you know, half Ironman endurance sport to making the huge jump uh, to becoming a bodybuilder. Um, I know during that time frame when that was happening with you, no one's ever done. I know one of the biggest goal was for you was to compete as a triathlete and compete as a bodybuilder. And that's something that we never saw anybody do, or no one's ever done that. Not Being, that we know of. Not that we know of until recently, over a couple of years ago, I think somebody did it. Yeah. But to compete at a high set of level in an endurance sport and at the same time compete at a high level in the bottom building sport at the same time. It's difficult because the eating is different in both, both levels. And so... Essentially, what you ended up doing was just focus on, on, one. on one, which was the bodybuilding. Right. Um, and then you went with your, 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 your new coach, Yvette. Right. It was a really hard decision because I really, really had to think about it because, um, you know, I could have done another Ironman and waited another three months to compete as, like, do another half Ironman and compete in three months. But when I spoke to Yvette um, years ago, she was like, well, if you want to compete at this date, then you really need to get started. Because, I mean, there's there's building phase and then, you know, prep phase and shredding phase. So it's different. It's so much. There's a timeline for everything. So it's different. So I had to make a really hard decision and decided, okay, let's just do this, you know? And I figured, well, if I don't do good in my bikini competition, I'll just jump back and finish the half Ironman. At least I already stepped on stage. So, you know, I wanted to make sure I accomplished my, my bucket list and my goals. And so you, you know, fast forward to 2022, going into 2023 now, you're still with Yvette. You know, four years. Four years. Um, 
just to give you a timeline, but then we'll jump back to where we were, you know, where we just left off. Um, you start training for your bodybuilding competition and you brought up that you're doing your, you know, it's a big bikini category. Um, for those that are listening or you know, who aren't aware or they, you know, there are multiple federations that have this category in their, in their sport. Um, which federation did you end up? I ended up doing the WBFF entertainment. Um, it, what, why, why that? Because I like the posing, and with their posing, you can mix it up as much as you want, and you can make it your own, your own personality. Um, two, I like the glam. The bikini is very glammy, and you can design it how you want. Besides, instead of picking just the color and gemstones with the bikini, you can actually add and take off whatever fabric you want to add or add on or take off. Um I also like the the gowns. You're able to do a gown walk. It's the fashion, the, fashion. the beauty okay. part of it. And and with all the federations, um, all all the athletes, female and male, they're all high. They're all at a high peak in their physical form, whether no matter what federation they compete in, um, because you know I was I, I've seen both. I've seen both. Well, my coach does NPC, and I and I, you know, I, I respect all federations, but for me, this is something I I wanted. I wanted yeah. WBFF. Yeah, and all, all the athletes, you know, from my point of view as an outsider, um, they're all in prime condition. Right. They're all pro athletes, um, and um, so you going into the WBFF, um, you were training for a show. Yeah, in so July I, was it July? July, July I was gonna do the July show, and this was and in two thousand and. I was supposed to, I was supposed to compete in the two thousand nineteen July show in Dallas, two thousand eighteen in December. I went through a really bad depression, and I didn't do my competition. Um, not because I didn't want to. It's just I was mentally broken. And, um, so I took a break. I needed to heal myself, my inner self. I needed to heal my soul, my heart, um, find myself again. Cause I, I lost myself. I was going through grief and, you know, to the point I had to take therapy and I kind of went MIA <laughs> on social media. Nobody knew what happened to me. Um, but mental health is so important. People don't realize how important it is. Um, even my own husband didn't recognize me. My own children didn't recognize me. So I took a year off, um, trying to heal myself. And then the second year I was pregnant and my miracle child, we'll talk about that on another topic. And after I had her, I waited five months, um, before training and reaching back to Yvette because, I I wanted to focus on my daughter. She was in the NICU for a month, and when she came home, I didn't want to. I personally didn't want to feel selfish and get back in the gym right away. I wanted to spend all my time with her and focus on breastfeeding and taking my time. And um, as time progressed, and when I was ready, uh, five months postpartum, 
um, message Yvette, and um, I went from three days a week, and then after I stopped breastfeeding when she was 10 months old, when she weaned off, I went to four days, and then the beginning of the year of this year, January, I went to five days, and then it got, it progressed at that point as we got closer to show day. So I took my time. It was like 16 months um, of my weight loss journey. Um, just I just took my time. I went from 170 pound, 175 pounds to 107 stepping on stage. So essentially it was like almost a three-year hold from the time that you went through your depression to the time that you got pregnant. It just is it two or three years. It was it was two yeah about, about three two, about three years. Yeah. It was just I mean yeah I went through the depression and then COVID happened and yeah. pregnancy happened lockdown yeah. happened and so much so much had happened. Yeah, I think a lot of other people were going through something too just besides us. You know, yeah, it was a rough time a rough patch in our life. Yeah, so you know three years is a long time to to stick to a goal. Some people, you know, find it difficult to to even reach a short-term goal, like, for a few months, but you were able to stick it out for, for such a long period of time. Um, so you ended up competing in October at the WBFF Dallas show um, this past year. Um, how'd it go? What happened? So I competed, and my main goal was to step on stage. Um I did, I did bikini open class, bikini over 35, and wellness. I just didn't know which category I was going to be in, so I did them all. I just went for it. Um, I wasn't thinking about placing or being better than anybody else. I was there to show up for myself, to conquer my goal, to finish what I did not finish back in 2019 because I felt like a failure when I didn't compete. I was mad at the world, and to be able to get to where I was in October and finally accomplish that goal. Like it felt great to step on stage and be like, I finally did it. Like, I think one thing people don't understand is like, you can have a goal and have setbacks, but it doesn't mean like you can quit. It doesn't mean to quit just because you have setbacks. Like you can have a goal and it might take you three years, four years, five years, six years. It doesn't matter how long it takes you, the longest you accomplish that goal if you really want it, you know, because setbacks are going to happen. Yeah. And so I know you said earlier that, you know, one of the reasons why you like the WBFF is that you get to design your own suit you know, picked color. What color was your suit? So my color was black, purple, <laughs> lavender. So uh, those were my colors. So this next suit, I'm kind of deciding on what to do. I'm kind of lost right I f- now. I find it kind of <laughs> interesting that your suit color, you know, you go out with purple and black. And, and lavender. And lavender, and which basically is the color of your road bike. Because purple is my favorite color. Yeah, so... You know, you, you tend to, you know, keep something that you carry something from each sport over with you that you're doing that's key to who you are. Yeah. Um, so purple's my, my color, purple and lavender. Color. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you competed in the show, you got your pro card. Yeah. So 
that means you are a professional athlete. Yes. Uh, a pro bikini bodybuilder. Um, what's the next step from Dallas? So my next goal is to compete um, as a pro athlete in a pro show. And this time, it's not about stepping on stage. This time, my goal is to place. That is my goal now. Um, you know, when I was doing the Dallas show, I was just more like stepping on stage, doing it, accomplishing it. And I already told myself, if I don't place, I'll go back and finish completing the half Ironman, finish what I didn't finish. But if I do place, I'm going to continue on with the bodybuilding because I love all sports. I'm, I'm not one over the other. I love running. I love biking. I love swimming. Even though swimming sometimes gives me anxiety, I still enjoy it. <laughs> and the bodybuilding, you know, and the bikini. Like, I, I love all sports. There's no reason to choose one over the other. But now that I have my pro card, um, my next goal, like I said, is to place. I really want to place. Yeah. And, and it's kind of scary because I don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I tell you. It's not about stepping on stage this no. time for me. This this next one is about I, I want to place. Yeah, and hopefully be the next, you know, Miss Bikini USA or the WBFF. But again, thank you for letting me be your special guest host on your podcast. And uh, thank you for being our first guest on your podcast. And uh, hopefully we get to go in more depth as far as uh who you are any last any last words for this episode thank you for listening um subscribe you can find me on spotify instagram uh youtube still currently working on that so hopefully by 2023 get the ball rolling ball's already rolling right <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Thank you. Have a good one.